soul. Welcome to the Unapologetically You podcast. My name is Amanda Malandrino, and I'm an empowerment mentor, energy healer, and entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you up-level your confidence so that you can speak your authentic truth unapologetically. Think of this podcast as a homecoming ceremony for your soul and get ready to wake up the innate wisdom that lives in the side of you. I know this is going to be a blast, so thank you for pressing play today. Now, let the fun begin. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Unapologetically You podcast. I have a dear friend of mine, Sarah Harkin, and she is also my breathwork mentor. She is a certified life coach and breathwork facilitator. She's passionate about the wisdom she shares and the modalities she facilitates, both because of the healing expansion and transformation they've created in her own life and because of the shifts and transformations she's witnessed in her clients' lives. Her life coaching business combines mindset, self-awareness, and embodiment work with a focus on feminine energy, energetics, creating a relationship with the divine masculine, being a vessel of love in the world, and cultivating a deep mind-body connection for inner peace, abundance, freedom, and joy. And as you could hear from just herself, she is an expert in this. And that is why today we're going to be really focusing on that. She has created a name for herself that even when I think about divine feminine, divine masculine, living in harmony with both of these in life and business, I immediately think of Sarah. So I can't think of anyone better to talk about this with today. And I'm so grateful to have her here. So can you define the concept of divine feminine for our listeners? Like what qualities or energies does the divine feminine have? Yeah. So I actually like to talk about how with feminine energy, there's a light feminine and there's dark feminine. So the light feminine energy is the vibration of pleasure, peace, worthiness, enoughness, joy, play, abundance, expansion, love. Like when I think of the light divine feminine energy, it's just embodied in love. It's heart-led leadership, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. It's just the energy of like, feel good. It's, it's, um, so it's the lean back. It's the receiving energy. So I'm going to use masculine a lot just as a comparison to make it make sense. But like the masculine energy is lean forward. The feminine is lean back. The masculine is do the feminine is be. The masculine is give. The feminine is receive. So that's the light feminine. And then there's also the dark feminine energy, which to me represents feeling our feelings, like all of our feelings. So often we're taught to numb, suppress, avoid the darker feelings, such as anger and frustration and rage and sadness. You know, think about, and anybody listening, And Amanda, you as well, just like reflect on what you were taught about feeling as a child. It was like, not like, 
encouraged, right? It was like, oh, no, don't cry. Like, shh, be quiet. Or we were, especially as little girls, we were taught don't yell and don't be loud. And it was really suppressed. But what I found is that it's actually so healthy to feel our feels and to be able to feel. So the feminine is feeling. Um, and another really good way to explain this is the masculine energy is fixing and the feminine is healing. So when we're living in, I say wounded masculine, I don't fully love that too much masculine. When we have too much masculine, which a lot of women and a lot of people in society do, even in, in men and people. And I want to note too that masculine and feminine energy does not mean man, woman. That's where we probably should have started. We're like energies and we all have both. Every single person, no matter gender orientation, has masculine and feminine. And so um, the masculine is, it's the fixing. So often when there's too much masculine, what that might look like is, oh, I'm feeling bad. I need to fix this. Like, what can I do to fix this? And for me and, and how I really got started in this work is I used to struggle with binge and emotional eating and binging Netflix and binging social media, like scrolling for hours and hours and, um, you know, binge drinking on weekends. And what I realized now is I was living in this place of wounded masculine and pain was arising, anxiety was arising, fear and doubt. Actually, all this ironically amplified when I first started my business as a coach. I was doing coaching in, I started in like food and body, like diet and exercise and all of this amplified because I was experiencing anxiety and doubt and fear around my business and entrepreneurship. And that was painful. And I didn't know how, I wasn't in the feminine. I didn't know how to feel my feels and transmute them and not let them bog me down. So instead I would turn to this, you know, wounded masculine way of doing things, which is I got to fix this. I got to get rid of this. So the feminine is it's feeling our feelings um, some more qualities of the dark feminine energy. Like we can have this fierce feminine. So I often coach women on these energetics to heal the relationships with their partners, because this is another really big part of my journey. When I started dating my fiance, I was totally showing up to him in the relationship in wounded masculine. And it's me shifting into divine feminine and embodying my feminine. Our relationship has changed everything, but where we often can get a little twisted is like, oh, feminine just means love and light and you're soft all the time. No, it doesn't. Like the, our feminine energy can also be fierce. It's just the way you bring your, your problems or your challenges or your pain to your partner is going to look a lot different than when you, you know, bring it from the wounded masculine. So there's this fierce feminine who sets boundaries and who expresses her pain, who asks for what she needs and asks for what she desires. So did that, that answer your question? We've got the light feminine, we've got the dark feminine, and like that's how I would explain it. That is so beautiful. So I love the way that you articulated that. Would you say that there's like a big difference between the dark feminine and the wounded feminine? Yeah, yeah, totally. So the wounded feminine is really the energy of worthlessness. I'm worthless. I'm not enough. The wounded feminine is that like, no forward momentum in life. Because when you're in wounded feminine, what does that mean? That actually means that you don't have divine masculine. So actually, let me just give you an example from my, my life and my story to explain this. So for a really long time, I either lived in wounded masculine or wounded feminine. So if you see this in kind of a line, I was like going up, down, up, down, up, down, wounded masculine, wounded feminine, wounded masculine, wounded feminine. So I'd be in my wounded masculine 
which would work, look like working and hustling and numbing and avoiding and suppressing all of my pain and being super reactive. And I was just like, go, 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 do, do, do. I was mothering everybody. I was a control freak. Well, eventually you're going to burn out from that. So I would burn out and I would like go down to the wounded feminine, which is where like the wounded feminine is burnout. I would burn out. I would just like not care about anyone or anything. I would feel worthless. I would feel not enough. I like, this was really happening a lot in my business. So I would just like stop doing anything and everything that had to relate with like working on my dreams and and going toward my dreams and desires. I was really quiet and really small about what I was feeling. So the wounded feminine is like just that energy of smallness. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. And therefore I have no desire to take action on anything I want in life or ask for anything that I need. What kind of inspired this conversation was um, I was thinking back to this client that I had and she sent me this voice note of one of her friends saying to her, saying, uh, like, just in a judgmental way, like, oh, my God, you're so in your masculine. And then she sent it to me because she was super triggered by that, which, like, I can totally understand. And that's where, like, I kind of wanted to go into is, like, this misconception that the masculine is a bad thing. Um, Being overly masculine is a bad thing because it's not. Um, And I think, like, naturally, as you know, like, we we're never like a perfect 50 50 between both of these energies. Like we're always kind of leaning more towards one. So how, what advice would you give to someone? Like how can you still complete the tasks or your dreams or go after what you actually want without sacrificing your connection to feminine energy? Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Can I say something about what you just shared? Cause it's yeah, of course. <laughs> what I found is that people in our lives are mirrors for us majority of the time. So it's so interesting mm-hmm. that your client's friend sent her a message and said, you're so in your masculine from this really like judgmental place. Judgment and criticizing comes from wounded masculine. So it's interesting because that <laughs> friend <laughs> was sending a message to her friend being like, oh my God, you're so in wounded masculine. Well, that's actually an action taken from the wounded masculine. Like the wounded masculine is criticizing. Like if it, the, any kind of criticization or is that a word? I don't know. Or it's a word now. Criticization, <laughs> judgment is a wounded masculine. And so it's so wild that like that, that friend was sending it to the other friend, judging her for being in her masculine. Like that would have been a perfect mirror for that woman to really look at herself and be like, Ooh, okay. I'm judging somebody else for being a wounded masculine. What does that mean about me? Like that was just clearly mm-hmm. a projection. Um, so yeah, I will, I'll definitely answer your question. And I just want to say that it's, it's interesting that you've, you know, you're kind of asking from this perspective because what I found is that in my business, I actually thought that I needed to be in my masculine all the time to grow a business. Like that's mm-hmm. what I was taught by society and by my family growing up was like, if you want to, if you, in order to create what you want, in order to create success or, you know, yeah, just like success in general, you've got to work hard for it. You've got to, we all hear it in society, like work hard, play hard, or like, hustle and you know do the damn thing and go 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 and so that's kind of where I was coming from which the answer to your question will kind of meet both but it's like whether you are in wounded masculine and like you're feeling like oh I have to be in the masculine in order to build what I want or you're in that wounded feminine of like 
shoot, well, I want to be in my feminine, but like, I need to take the steps to, you know, get what I want still. The, well, first of all, the answer is very complex and it looks different for everybody. Right. But to answer your question of like, what if I'm in feminine all of the time and I want to start to bring in more of that masculine without losing the relationship to the feminine. So something that I've learned that really was helpful for me is called, have you ever heard of the masculine container feminine flow? No. Okay. So this is the number one tool that I use to create that harmony in my life, which is that I'll have masculine containers that I set up and then I'll flow within them in my feminine. Okay. So for example, my morning routines are a masculine container feminine flow. So I, because I'm an entrepreneur, I create my own schedule. So I don't take calls until 10 a.m. So from the time I wake up to, until 10 a.m., that's my masculine container. And within that, I give myself full permission to like be in my feminine. So, you know, too much masculine in morning routines would be, I've got to do this, 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 and this every single morning. Like I have to do breath work and I have to meditate and I have to journal and I have to work out and I have to go on a walk. Like I've got to do all these things. That's a masculine way of approaching the morning routine. And then there's this, you know, wounded feminine place of the morning routine, which I've totally been here, which is I wake up, I have no plan for when to end this morning routine. And I end up staying in my morning routine until 1 p.m., (laughs) And 1 p.m. is here and I'm like, shit, like it's the afternoon now. I can clearly remember times in my life where this was me. I had no structure. I had no mask and container. So I kind of just like, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, of course. (laughs) I just kind of like fucked around and like dilly dallied and did whatever I wanted to do because that's where we get caught up. Like, and I've, I've been there and I've seen women get there too. It's like, oh, but the feminine feels so good. And I'm just in my feminine all the time. And I just kind of like dance around until 1 p.m. And it's like, shit, I just lost the entire day. Well, now it's a wash. I might as well just like, whatever, go on another walk or like do whatever I want. But then we take no action toward our goals. So, and our desires and, and both is needed. Like I teach that, you know, we can manifest a lot of our lives from the divine feminine and we live in a material realm. Like we do need that masculine. So I started setting up these containers. It's like, okay, 10 a.m. feels like a really good time for me to start my work day. So I'm going to give my feminine full permission. Like, girl, get up, do what you want to do, do what feels good, like no structure, just flow. And then, so what it looks like for me right now at this moment is around 9, 9.15 is when I start to like kind of reel my feminine in and I, cause I know I have to like get ready for my day and like maybe eat breakfast or, you know, do whatever I need to do to like actually get ready for the day. And then 10 a.m. I'll start my work day. So that's just an example of like masculine container, feminine flow. I also do it for my business. So with my business, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my coaching days. Like that's my masculine container. And I know those are going to be my coaching days. It's set up like that on my schedule. Like people can only book calls with me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so that way, when I show up to Tuesdays and Thursdays, I've got my schedule already laid out for me. And then I can show up in my feminine as I coach. Is this landing? Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, that was. I love the way that you said that. And all of these things I relate so deeply to. Great. Um, what you just said, like about like the way that you structure it. So, when it comes to like ten o'clock hits and you're working, how do you still incorporate mm-hmm. feminine energies mm-hmm. when you are doing when you are doing your masculine tasks, like when you're question. you when you are in yeah. the container? Yeah. 
Yeah. I love this so much. Okay. So it's just, it's, and again, this is going to look different for everybody. I'll share some examples, but it's just, okay. Actually there's, there's two directions that I want to take with this. I'll give you like actual practical tools, but something that like is very unique to the way that I teach feminine energy is it's actually not about the practices and the tools. Like those are really helpful, but what it's actually about is the subconscious minds and like what's going on deep within our systems. So I have a program called the Fem Awakening that's like all about healing. It really what it, who it targets is like women who struggle being in their wounded masculine. There are for sure women who come in who are in their wounded feminine as well. Um, but that really is like, let's heal the relationship to the wounded masculine and, and create that harmony in your life. And the first, I mean, right now I'm, I'm leading a round of it. We're five weeks in the entire first month, like the first four weeks of that program, we barely mention feminine and masculine energy. It is all deep inner work because what I found is like, for example, we talked about feeling our feels. Well, if subconsciously it within locked up within your subconscious mind, your inner child, I refer to it as baby goddess if within that part of you, there's fear around feeling, it's going to be mm-hmm. hard to actually do the feminine practice of feeling, right? So to answer your question of like, how do you incorporate the feminine throughout the workday? What I found for me is, so so the example that I'd love to give is once upon a time, I would work an eight hour workday and feel exhausted by the end of it. Just, I was in my wounded masculine all day. So I'd feel so burnt out by the end of this eight hour work day. And I'd want to binge or numb it, numb the exhaustion. I can work an eight hour work day now and feel energized and aligned and inspired. Why? Because I am embodied in the feminine throughout the day. And I found that the biggest shift is not necessarily the practices. Like I will give you a couple of actual practices that you all can try on for this, but it's more so the deeper parts of me that are like, okay, so for example, my feminine is in such deep surrender and flow to what happens throughout my workday. So when I was in the wounded masculine showing up for eight hours, I was overthinking everything. I was overanalyzing everything. I would create a piece of content and I'd sit there and judge it and criticize it and like work on that same piece of content for an hour and an hour and a half trying to get it perfect. And that's exhausting, like mentally and emotionally draining. Yeah. You've probably been there because <laughs> like, you're kind yes. of, <laughs> yes. it's draining yes. and it's just yeah. like such a mind fuck, like trying to get something so perfect. So I was showing up from this per- perfectionist perspective and like I was trying to control the way that everything looked. So I would, you know, post a post and I'd realize like, oh shit, there's an error here. So I'd delete it and I'd recreate the entire thing. <laughs> so it'd be perfect. And that was exhausting. Whereas now showing up within that eight hour workday, which it's not always eight hours, but like it is sometimes I'm just so in surrender and flow. Like if I, the one actually one that I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to is, and it used to be me. And I, I helped a client with this recently. I spell something wrong on my stories. Like old me would have deleted all the storyline, redid everything. But now like being in my feminine, I'm like, cause the masculine's very like criticizing. The fem, the, so the wounded masculine would be like, oh my gosh, I spelled something wrong. Everybody's going to think I'm dumb, dumb. Like I'm judging myself. They're going to judge me, delete. The wounded feminine would be like, oh my gosh, 
I spelled something wrong. I'm not good enough for this. Like, I'm not worthy of people paying me because I can't even freaking spell delete. Whereas like the divine feminine way of doing it is like, it is what it is. If anybody judges me for spelling something wrong, that says more about them than it does about me. I'm not redoing, I'm not redoing these 10 story slides. Like, absolutely not. I'm going to let it go and I'm just going to laugh it off. Or like now, you know, if something's not perfect on a piece of content, I send it. I have a social media manager right now that like I'll send all my content to and she posts it for me. And I'll just write something up and boom, I'll be like, here you go, send it. And then later on, if there's something that I want to tweak, I do. But do you feel how like, it's more of the inner work. It's more of our inner world, our subconscious mind. And that's where I feel like it's confusing because even when you asked me this question originally, even I wanted to be like, I bring pleasure into my day and I have dance parties, which is true. I take breaks. I go on walks. Like I light candles, which is all true. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. You know, that's just things that can enhance the feminine, but truly embodying the feminine throughout the workday. It's an inner game mm-hmm. of surrender, yeah. of flow, of trust, of tapping into our inner creativity of like, okay, another really good example is, and I know that these are all entrepreneur examples. We can totally talk about examples outside of entrepreneurship if that's aligning for your audience, but like creating a piece of content because it's on my heart versus what's trending. Mm-hmm. So I'm, if you guys can't see me, do you do video? I don't know if they can see me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So if you're listening to this, you can't see me. Like the masculine's heady and the feminine is body. So it's like, now I give myself permission to create from my heart what feels good for me, what would feel fun for me versus like the heady masculine of like, well, what's trending? Well, what should I create? Well, what did that coach do? Or what did that coach tell me that I should be saying? Or, ooh, should I speak to pain points? Or, ooh, should I speak to desire? It's like, uh uh-uh, none of that. Like, what would feel good for me to share? That's the feminine way of showing up. And it's so much more freeing. So again, now... I can show up to an eight-hour workday if I want to and feel energized and alive and inspired by the end of the day because I'm so embodied in that. Yes. Okay. There's that. I love all of this. There's like literally just like thoughts in my mind, just like you are literally like the living embodiment. Even you like brushed over the fact that you have someone that like, yes, like what a privilege it is to have a social media manager that you can literally just send because that is you also being in your feminine where you get to stay in your flow and creativity where you're just like, I'm going to do this from my heart, but I really can't be fucking bothered to go into Canva, write it out, go make sure that it's perfect. Someone is really good at that. That's their expertise. You're letting them stay in their flow while you stay in your flow. So delegation is also that way of like staying in your flow and doing what feels good for you and focusing on the thing that you're mastering which is right so that is also I just got the chill that's such a good point like I've never thought of it like that but you're so right it's like what that is is just it's helping me build my masculine container like having a team so I also have a virtual assistant who I freaking love her and I I get to pass so much off to her and again she's in her flow like she loves being a virtual assistant my social media manager loves doing it And it's like, that's helping build my masculine container. And I'm going to bring in an example of relationships, which this could be a hot topic and a little controversial, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to say it because it's just on my heart. I'm thinking of just the women that I help in relationship. And I'm even thinking about my own relationship with my fiance. And it's like, 
often women are like, well, you know, how do I be in my feminine, my relationship when there's a house to clean and there's laundry to do, and there's this to get done and this to get done. And that's where, like, like you said, everybody has a zone of genius. And I can say this because my mom owns her own cleaning business often. And now this is not always possible. This is not always the case, but it's like, sometimes I'll be like, girl, do you guys have the funds to, you know, hire somebody to clean your house? It's like, 25 bucks an hour, just like two hours a week, like 50 bucks a week. Again, not everybody has that. And I get that this is a very privileged thing to say. And it's like, if you can support your masculine container in the home in that Mm -hmm. way, it's going to allow you to be in your feminine. It's going to give you and your partner more space to connect because you're not fighting over like who's doing laundry or who's doing dishes or who's cleaning the house. So it's, yeah, it's just like there, there are people that we can hire and, and things that we can hand off, which again, this is not always the case. And it hasn't always been for me. Like I totally, I mean, I just hired my team like three months mm-hmm. ago, three, four months ago. So I've been in business for well ish, four and a half ish years, but like two all in anyway, besides the point I just hired a team. So I know that this is not always the case, but you're right. Like to your point, you can support yourself in building that masculine container by hiring things out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love that you said that, but there's, I know that there's like, Actually, it brings into a whole other conversation, like people who like bond over cleaning, because I know that people like bond with their partner over cleaning. Like that is so yeah. And if that is the case, like amazing. (laughs) It's not even a problem for you, right? But it's like again, it's just looking at your relationship and being like, okay, do we want to talk about the relationship? Do we want to open that can of worms? Oh, I would love to because I feel like. Uh, when it comes to masculine and feminine, even in my own relationship, um, it's going to be either or. Um, I feel like my husband is more in his masculine and I'm more in my feminine now. But there are times where, I mean, that's not always the case, but it's easy to catch yourself in that. And then there's times where he's in his feminine and I'm in my masculine that I feel like, I don't know, I'd love to have your opinion on that where it's like, if you're both in your feminine or you're both in your masculine, how do I identify that? Like just any insights that you can give on that? Okay. So I would first start by saying that it is very rare that both partners are going to be both in their masculine or both in their feminine. In my experiences, and I'm sure that there are nuances, if both are in feminine or both are in masculine, that relationship is not even going to make it to be able to observe like what we're talking about. It's like, that just doesn't work. We live in a world where we need that polarity in order to function. And in order to have any sort of relationship, there's got to be that polarity. There's got to be one in masculine and one in feminine most of the time. And actually something else too is like, we, so every human usually feels more aligned either in masculine or in feminine. And again, this has nothing to do with gender. So it's not always the case that the woman feels more aligned in, in feminine and the man in masculine because I have clients where that's not the case. Um, but for the most part, I would say it is. So usually, in order to have a relationship that's actually functioning and working, one's in, in masculine, one's in feminine. Now, then again, it's like if the relationship doesn't seem to be working, maybe that is the case that you're both in masculine or both in wounded masculine or both in wounded feminine, and that's why it's not working. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like, hold on, what was your question? <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, like, I guess, like, um, have you, like, just, 
I guess drawing on insights of like to conform to a specific energy or just like in the relationship, like being in that specific energy and like. Oh, okay. So I remember what you're saying. Like, yeah, like when you're not having sex or like when you're turning out the TV, you know that there's probably a disconnection in the polarity. Yes. So I would agree with that. And I also, yeah, it's just so important to really look at your relationship and and drop into like, what energy doesn't feel good for me to embody? Is that masculine or is that feminine? And am I doing that in a healthy way? So I want to just, I'll give an example from my relationship. So what was happening when you look at my partner, my fiance, this is where it gets confusing because society would look at him and be like, oh, he's so masculine. I mean, he works out, he lifts, he works in law enforcement. Like he looks like a masculine man. And and here's where the misconception happens. Masculinity is the outward projection of masculine energy. Femininity is the outward expression of feminine energy. So that's where we kind of get twisted. And that's where I didn't really understand it at first. I always thought like, oh, feminine is like pink and frilly and speckles and masculine is like macho man. Like, no, that's not it. So what was happening was, you know, Zach and I started dating. Wherever you go, there you are. Meaning, I don't know whose quote that is. It's not mine, but it basically means like how you do one thing is how you do everything or how you do most things. And so Zach and I start dating and because I've lived in wounded masculine like my entire life and I was in wounded masculine in my business when we started dating, naturally I was in wounded masculine in our relationship. And so I was super in my masculine energy. So he had to surrender to his feminine or else it wouldn't work. So even though he was he loves being in his masculine. It feels really aligned for him. And when we weren't dating, before we started dating, he was in his divine masculine energy. Well, then we start dating and he loves me and he cares about me. And I will say like at first, you know, this is kind of where that honeymoon phase comes from. At first, the first couple months, I was in my feminine and he was in his masculine and things were spicy and they were working and they were so exciting. And then we kind of like came to that, you know, mutual soul agreement that like, this is it for us. And like, we're in love and like, we're going to start this long-term relationship. Like this is going to be it. And then the true colors started to arise and my wounded masculine came online. And so he had no choice but to surrender to his wound, his feminine, because if he didn't surrender to his feminine, it wouldn't have worked. If I was still in my, and now let me too, for those of you listening who are like, well, what does that look like to be in your wounded masculine in the relationship? Number one, controlling. I was super controlling. Like I had to make all the plans. I, and and I say had to not because Zach wouldn't, but because my inner controller was like, no, I need to make the plans. I need to do all the things. Like I need to make sure that this house is cleaned or else it won't get. Now, actually that's not fair to say because Zach does actually enjoy cleaning, but like vacations or travel or date nights or restaurants, like I had to control everything. I was super criticizing. So if he didn't do something, my clients would laugh. They'll laugh when they listen to this. We have this joke, but it's so real around the dishwasher. So I don't know. Have you ever seen that meme where it's like in a relationship, one person loads the dishwasher just like so beautifully and so pristinely. And the other person loads the dishwasher like a chaotic mess. Have you seen that? Yes. Is it true or is it true? Oh, 100% true. Yeah. So Zach is the the one who loads the dishwasher, like mugs on the bottom, glasses on the bottom, like 
a huge ass Tupperware on the top. It, it just, it doesn't make sense. I was like, dude, have you, not, did you not play Tetris growing up? Like, what is the problem? So it used to trigger me. And like, I would open the dishwasher and I'd see this and I would bitch about it and I would complain and I'd be like, I would criticize him. Like who taught you how to load a dishwasher? Like this doesn't go there and this doesn't go there. Well, then he wouldn't listen, of course, right? Because here's what was happening. I was taking the motherly role. So if you have ever said, mm-hmm. I am not your mom, or I, I, you know, I feel like I have a third child because it's my husband, that's a great indication that you are in the wounded masculine in your relationship. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not shaming you. I used to be there, but it's just like, it doesn't feel good. So I would like criticize him and I would judge him for things that I didn't like and Again, it it like started to, he would start to, so here's an example of how he had to surrender to his feminine. He would ask me, can I go do this? Can I go hang out with this person? Can I go do this? And I would say, I'm not your mom. Like, why are you asking me permission? I'm not your mom, which is so masculine, but here's the truth. If he wouldn't ask me permission and he would just go do it, I'd also be pissed. Yeah. You know, like if he would have just been in the masculine and like took control and been like, hey, I'm going to go do this. I would have been absolutely pissed. I would have been like, what the heck? Like, I wanted to hang out with you. He couldn't win. Like the man couldn't win because I would go in my wounded mess. So he had to surrender to feminine. So often, and this was literally me, like I'll hear women be like, oh, I just want to be in my feminine. And I'm like, but girl, are you even giving your partner space to be in their masculine? So I had a client come to me one day and we were talking in, in the session And she was like, oh, I'm just so exhausted. I always do all the planning and I do all this. And I I just want somebody to plan a trip for me. And I was like, I hear you, girl. And you deserve somebody to plan a trip for you start to finish. But be real with me. If your husband (laughs) tried to plan a trip for you start to finish, if he said, baby, I'm taking you on a trip, lean back, don't you worry, like I'm going to book it all, would you be able to let him? Or would you like butt in all the time and be like, did you book the flights? Well, did you make sure that there's enough time on our layover? Well, what Airbnb did you book? Well, did you book an Airbnb that's like in close walking distance to all these coffee shops? Did you even look up what coffee shops are in the area? Did you book reservations? And she's like, oh shit, yeah, that. (laughs) Like I, she's like, I wouldn't be able to, like I would be butting in. And I'm like, exactly. Like you're asking, you want your partner so badly to plan a trip for you, but like, you wouldn't be able to let him like you're giving him no room to be in his masculine. And that was me. Like Zach planned a trip for me start to finish. It was the last one he ever planned for me. This was like years ago. And I told him the other day, I'm like, baby, you know, I've changed. Right? Like you plan a trip for me. I will love it. I will lean back. But he planned a trip and Amanda, we literally got in a fight, like a huge fight about it because I was hounding him like, where are you bringing us? Where are you bringing us? Like, I need to know. And I was like, just asking all these questions. I couldn't lean back and receive. And like, I, I didn't trust him. And so it created a lot of disconnect in our relationship. And then finally, when I realized like, oh shit, I am so in my wounded masculine in this relationship, I'm giving him no space to rise into his masculine. Cause I, I would always say to him, I just need you to take the courses and like learn how to be in your masculine. So I can finally surrender to the feminine. And what I've realized since then is no, the masculine rises through my feminine. I have to go first because the masculine will rise as I lean back. 
the masculine rises from celebration and praise and, you know, gratitude. And that's not saying we have to bow down to our partners, but it's like, I was definitely doing more criticizing than I was doing celebrating. And that was like continuously forcing him down into the feminine and me up into the wounded masculine. And it was just not, not great. Wow. There's like a few things that I want to say on that one. Just thank you for the vulnerability. And um, I think that when it comes to like that element of control and and you just like, you just mentioned like trust, like why we have a hard time as women surrendering control is trust, trusting in others. And like you said, like this, like baby goddess, this baby version of you, this young version of this way where the work comes in. And even though we're like projecting it onto our partners or projecting it onto someone Um, It all has to do with us and it's us taking responsibility for that. So I love that you, I love that you gave those examples and uh, yeah, I 100% relate for me. (laughs) We don't have a dishwasher. It's it's all, it's all by hand. It's all by hand. So we have like a system in place that whoever cooks dinner, whoever cooks dinner, the other person has to do the dishes and vice versa. We change it like that. But for me, it was this towel. It was this towel that like, you know, like normal people, normal people my idea was have your towel just hanging on the rack as one would but my husband would take it off after he dries he literally takes the towel off the rack dries his hands dries his face and then just like places it back on the rack when it's like in a frenzy (laughs) it's just like all over the place just like how am I supposed to dry my hands on this it's gonna fall off if I go and dry my it's going to fall so (laughs) this example that you're giving about the dishwasher is my towel rack (laughs) but it, it was so it was it was an argument like, like even hungry. just something so like so small and so minimal like it's just so there were there nah. were um many many disagreements yeah. i'm just like how do you expect me because every time i'd have to take it off fold it in half put it back in like do as you would hang up a fucking towel um but yeah it's and it's like you gotta pick your battles right because <laughs> There's some things like, for example, another one of mine is like shutting the toilet when you're done. It's like a feng shui thing. Like yeah. if you leave the toilet open, it's like, I don't know. They, they In feng shui, they say something about like money goes down the drain if your toilet's open or something like that. Oh. So like that was one that I was like willing to like speak up, but it's like the dishwasher. So that's something else too that I realized is like our inner children, our baby goddesses, like our subconscious mind think that in order for us to be happy and loved and safe, things have to go our way. Mm-hmm. It's like my way or the highway. Like that's that little part of us. And so the the whole debate in my programs with the dishwasher is like, is there really a right way to load the dishwasher? Because I was sitting here being like, it's not the right way, but no, it just wasn't my way. Like mm-hmm. the truth is, even if the cups are on bottom, the dishes all get cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing breaks. So that's one where I'm like, I get to do my inner child work and be like, you know, whenever I see something like that, that's frustrating to me I get to drop in with my inner child and be like hey babe it's all right like it's gonna be okay like it doesn't always have to go your way and the truth is like as another one I'm thinking of and I'm sure that you guys can all relate to this is loading the car like I played Tetris I was a die hard Tetris player as a child so the, my mind just thinks in a Tetris way well Zach never did he played video games he played sports and so it's like packing the car <laughs> So he will love, and he used to like, he's like, you know, I, he likes, you again, usually men love being in their masculine. 
So he wanted to serve me and like pack the car for me and like take that role so I could, you know, whatever, do what I was doing to get ready for the trip. But he'd pack the car and I'd go out and I'd be so like, seriously, like this, you're going to put this here and this here and like nothing else is going to fit. I would criticize him. But that it was, you know, my inner child won in that moment and it temporarily felt good, but that creates disconnect between my partner. Deep down, my feminine just so badly wanted to surrender and just let my king serve me. But my inner child wounding wasn't letting that happen. So it's like, I I always tell my clients, like some things are going to be worth, you know, correcting or speaking on in a very specific way because criticizing never solves anything or like snapping at our partners or even our kids. Like it doesn't ever create solutions. There's a time and a place to like use that fierce feminine and speak up for what you desire and what's important to you and set boundaries. But then there are just things where it's like, no, this is a me thing. Like I get to do the work so that my king can serve me mm-hmm. in the way that he wants to. Yes. Yes, 100% with with loading the car, with literally like, I, I look at that, like even if you have like, different interests which is totally okay like if you guys have completely like you're saying like your husband like to play video games or your fiance likes to play video games like you know those like even like what his hobbies are like I remember when I first this whole like year has been me Mm -hmm. healing this relationship because I remember when I got like uh certified in breath work I was like to my fiance at the time I was like come on let's do breath work together and try it it's amazing it's life-changing and he's like no I don't want to and I was so upset about it because I was like you're not supporting my dreams you're not supporting what I'm doing and like it's the complete opposite like he provides for me while I go all in like it's complete opposite but I saw like tunnel vision like I'm seeing what I I'm seeing what I think that I'm seeing from this wounded child place um and that was that was hard but now I see like it's not our responsibility to shape the way that somebody sees the world the way that they see the world is the way that they see the world and for us to force or impose our own beliefs and our own thoughts on them then it's like depriving them as well from their own life experiences or figuring it out on their own as well like maybe you figured it out maybe you know something that they don't but it's not our role not just for our partners but for our friends for our family to like save and be like try all of this heal your shit like that's like as as much as like we have these incredible tools and we have these knowings and know these like amazing things but it's not Mm -hmm. our job to to save them or to impose that on them so um something that like like you talked a lot about the the wounded masculine like what's the first step that someone can take to like healing that energy healing that relationship within themselves Mm, yeah this is a good question and a really hard question because there's so much to it but I'd say the first step honestly Amanda like this is going to sound so annoying probably to those of you listening but it's truly awareness it's awareness of where you're in the wounded masculine and how it's showing up you know another really a good thing that or a good thing, like a a helpful thing that you could do is just now when you were talking about, which is so relatable, like wanting your partners and wanting your family and friends to get on this journey with you. You can start to something that really helped me. And it's like a really, really big piece of my program is looking underneath the words that we say that sound like adults, because we look like adults 
And our voices sound like adults. But the truth is, (laughs) we're little children running around in grown-up bodies. So it's like, look at what's underneath your words and your actions and see if you can find that little inner child energy there. So something that you just said, hold on, what was it? I, I heard the baby goddess. I heard the inner child. It was like, oh, so it was like, you know, you have to, you have to get on this journey because I'm on this journey and this is what works. Like drop into the inner child energy around that, which is like, I know what's right. Like I'm right and you're wrong and I'm learning all these things and these things change my life. And so they're going to change your life. Like here, take them and do them because I'm right. Like I'm always right. It's like that inner child energy. Like look at kids. They always want to be right. They always want to be correct. It's so hard for us as children to admit that my way is not the only way. Like our, our inner children, our baby goddesses is like my way or the highway. So it's like, can you just start bringing this voice in and like really looking at where this little inner child voice is running your life? That awareness can do so much. You know, when you were talking, I was actually having this flashback to a moment where Zach and I were like, we have three. So we've been together four years and there were three different times where it almost ended. And it was like, I heard this quote the other day about relationships. It's either everything you're doing with everything that you do in a relationship, you're either growing apart or growing together. And so there were three times in our relationship where we almost broke up and we didn't. And like those times, obviously we grew together, but one of them specifically was when I was at my like breaking point. Like I was at that point where I was finally just about to realize that I am super and wounded masculine. And that's part of the, like, that's one of the biggest parts of our problems because masculine is criticizing, but masculine also projects. The masculine is, doesn't really own our shit. It's just like, I'm projecting it out onto you. And so at this point in time, I remember I had so many problems with Zach and like, this is what's wrong and this is what's wrong. But what I started to realize was like, oh my gosh, like that's a projection onto him with like, it's a projection of everything that I'm not happy with inside of my own body. Mm -hmm. So there was this moment where I read, I read this thing that was like, if you, if your partner never changed, would you still stay with them? If the answer is no, you've got to let the relationship go. In reading that, I was scared. Like I read that and I was genuinely fearful because there was this part of me that's like, I don't know, because this was in my time of like what my biggest problem was with Zach was that he wasn't into personal development like I was. Like that was one of my biggest disconnects is like, you're not learning about manifestation. You're not learning law law of attraction. You don't understand these things and you don't do yoga every day and you don't do breath work. And we have different, like, I was just so upset that he wasn't as, because he was totally on the journey. Like now that I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, he was totally growing and evolving just at his own rate. So I read this quote and I got scared. And at first my answer was like, shit, I don't think so. Like if he never changes, I don't think I could still, you know, be with him. And this was like such a, like, I don't know, like they call it like a come to Jesus moment. It was such an awakening for me because as I started to study that quote, I'm like, wait a second. No, like, yes, of course I would still stay. Like he is amazing. Like he is the best man I have ever encountered in my life. Like he is devoted. He is loyal. He is loving. He is literally like Zach is the definition of a godly man. And just because 
he wasn't as involved on the personal development journey as I was. Like I was thinking that I might leave him. Like what? Like it was just this really big awakening moment that damn, he's actually not the problem. The problem is the wounded masculine energy that I'm living in. The problem is me constantly wanting him to change. And at the same time, I was working with a trauma coach who said to me, she was like, you know, Sarah, I tried so hard to get my partner on the journey for years. We finally break up because I couldn't take it anymore. A month later, he hires a freaking coach and he's going to a retreat. Wow. I know. I'm like, of course, because when you have that pressure and that resistance, like, remember your partner also has, we call it in, in Femme Awakening, we call it a little prince versus a baby goddess. So your partner also has an inner child. And as children's, as children, we are like, don't tell me what to do. Like, you don't know what's best for me. Like, I know what's best. Yes. So our partners are so resistant when we try to force it on them. And like, that's the wounded masculine way. But now that I'm in my feminine, you know, just recently, like within the past week, Zach and I are facing something and I'm choosing to hold him in it through my divine feminine. And he's doing everything I want him to do, but I'm not telling him to do it. <laughs> I'm like, this is magic. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like there was an energy speaks to volumes. The feminine is so magnetic, so influential. And that's the thing too, that my clients will come into my course and they'll be like, okay, wait a second. You're saying that I don't need to teach my partner about inner child work. Like I don't need to teach my partner these things and they're just going to change. They're just going to rise into their masculine. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because you and your feminine and your embodied feminine energy, you are so powerful. You are so influential. You are so magnetic. Like you're not going to have to say shit to him. You're not going to have to teach him anything. You might want to just because it's fun. It's like fun dinner conversations if he's open to it. But like, yeah, your feminine is so influential and like his masculine will rise through your feminine. Your feminine is an activator for his masculine to rise. So yeah, there was a book that I really wanted Zach to read recently and I know better than to push it on him. It doesn't work. So I'm like, you know what? Me and my feminine energy, I'm holding the vision. I'm just trusting. Eventually he's going to read this book. I don't know how or when or why. That's not my responsibility. Like he's on the journey. It's his own timing. I'm going to hold the vision that'll read it. And literally two weeks later, he runs in the house and he's like, Hey, I know you have that book on your phone. Can I start listening to it? And I'm like, Yes. I'm so powerful. Okay, so that, but I love that you said that because it's like he knew that the book existed. So you brought the awareness. You didn't say read it. You didn't push not him. So that is also like Mm -hmm. where where you got to bring it to their awareness, not in a forceful way. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're not going to know. They're not a mind reader. But if you're like, oh my God, this book was so good. Like, you know, like from your own. And this is like, not just like with your partner, but this is with like your parents, with anyone. It's just like showing up as this like version of you speaking honestly, like, talking about the things that excite you and light you up like this is like trusting that it will land or it won't and it's like you can also detach yourself from the outcome like if they don't read that book that's totally okay Mm -hmm. but here's here he knows that the book exists and he knows how life-changing it is maybe he will maybe he won't but he knows that it's there and that's then the magnetism comes in um when you're trusting that exactly (laughs) it will just surrendering to the outcome so oh my god i love that and you keep mentioning this program so i want you to share with with our listeners ways to work with you ways that people can learn more and like this has been so valuable this is time's fucking flying by this is so great so yeah ways to work with you how to connect with you yeah so first and foremost it's my instagram i 
like my business lives on Instagram and not even just my business, like who I am, my work, you can find most of it on my Instagram. So it's just at Sarah Jean Harkin. Unless you're listening to this after September 14th, 2024, you will find me at Sarah Jean Sutton. Hopefully. Hopefully that name's not taken yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting married and my last name is going to be Sutton, Sarah Sutton. Like I'm just so excited. I love it. It actually rolls off the tongue perfectly. So Sarah, Sarah Jean Sutton or Sarah Jean Harkin, depending on when you're listening. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I have a couple of signature programs. So the Fem Awakening is like my main program. This is going to help you heal your relationship to all these energies. So again, most women who come in are really struggling in the wounded masculine. I also have women coming in who are in the wounded feminine. So this really helps you just heal the energies initially. And we really focus on, and now I will say that this program is specifically for women who feel like they'd feel most aligned in their feminine. So if you feel like you feel most aligned in your masculine, it's not for you. It is for the women who are like, ooh, to be embodied in that pleasure and that lean back and that receiving energy and to be able to surrender and not control every little plan and every little thing and you know to feel good and celebrating my partner more than criticizing. Like If you vibe with the feminine energy we've been talking about, this program is the one for you. Right now it's 10 weeks. I think from here on out, it's going to be 12. So it's a bit, really big program and it's amazing. I have a billion testimonials, which you can also find on my Instagram. So there's that. And then I have a couple other signature programs. One of them that I'll just talk about right now is um, called Creatrix. It used to be the Confident and Creatist Creatrix, but that's really hard to say. So we're switching it to Creatrix this year. And Creatrix is actually for those of you who desire to be like also embodied the divine masculine energy. So that program is actually about healing our relationship. Like you're going to do some of this naturally in Femme Awakening. You're going to start to heal the relationship to the wounded masculine. And like we've been talking about, the masculine is still important. So Creatrix is the program where you start to really gain like a fun and juicy and loving relationship with your inner masculine king. So that's where I teach you how to create a masculine container that's where you start to gain the confidence and the courage to like actually take actions on your dreams while of course, you know, continuously embodying the divine feminine. Um, so yeah, those are my signature programs. I also have private coaching, of course, but if you want to learn more, you can just message me and yeah, we can chat together and see what's best for you. Amazing. Thank you, Sarah. This was so great as expected. This was so much fun. (laughs) I love that. I could sit here and talk you for two more hours. I know. This was amazing. Do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom? Mm, I don't actually, I feel like I do just be so observant. I would invite all of you from here on out to just start observing. Cause here's the truth. You are showing like these energies are inevitable. Again, we all have them and we're all showing up in and with them. So after listening to this, I would just invite all of you to start exploring the areas of your life your relationship with your partner, your friendships, your relationship to your kids. Like we didn't get into the motherhood conversation, but often we think motherhood is feminine. It's not, it's masculine. You're giving, you're providing, you're guiding. That's all masculine. So, but there is a way to, to mother more in your divine feminine. So motherhood, um, your career, I would invite all of you to just start exploring like, okay, where am I showing up in my masculine? Where am I showing up in my feminine? Is there too much masculine? Am, am I maybe in the wounded? Is there too much feminine? I would say I am a firm believer that every disconnect that we have in our lives comes down to either being in too much masculine, wounded masculine, or too much feminine. 
So start to look at those areas of disconnect in your life and start to explore these energies. It will change your life forever. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like the different areas of your life. Yes, for sure. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. You're thank so you. Okay, guys, I'll see you soon. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you resonated with what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review and by sharing it with a friend. If you aren't already following me on social media and would love to soak up more empowering content, follow amandamalandrino.co or visit my website at amandamalandrino.com. I appreciate and love you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode.